Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. Hey everyone, it's time for another edition of the Corner 3 Podcast as we are now two weeks into this NBA season and this ball is rolling pretty fast, no pun intended. Tim Daniel here, excited for a really fun show with none other than my good friend, Sean Mackey. Sean, how are you with another week's edition of NBA Basketball to talk about? I'm great, man. I'm fantastic, but the ball shouldn't be rolling, man. It should be bouncing. Yeah. Well, actually, literally, as I say that, I'm watching a Wizards-Celtics game, and the ball literally was, like, rolling to the line. It was like Isaiah was chasing for it and didn't get it. So that was a good so time. You're, like, literally, we're literally rolling forward. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. another crazy week. Uh, if you remember last week, we had a preview about the two homecoming, I mean, two uh, reunion matchups. One obviously being the game everyone discussed, and that was OKC going to Golden State, which wasn't a good game at all. And then, no. No, not at all. Russell Westbrook does have 20 and 10, but you know, it wasn't his best night at all. Actually, his worst night of the season so far. The highlight of that game might have been Jeremy Grant ducking on Kevin Durant and then pissing off Kevin Durant, where Kevin Durant did Kevin Durant things. Kevin Durant. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Grant shouldn't have done that. That you posterize Kevin Durant, and then Kevin Durant goes off. I mean, they were they were completely uh, just undermatched on that. I mean, that was a that was not a good game at all. But no. Durant made a made a statement. So, and I mean, I, I respect that. So, because I think a lot of people thought that Russell Westbrook was going to walk in there, get a triple double, and win the game. I mean, that's what I was kind of feeling. But uh, you know, it's a uh, it's what it is, man. The Warriors have not been consistent, though. That was one of those like really good games for them where everything was clicking. But what do you think about them this week, Tim? Um. So yeah, uh, you you kind of said it right on the spot. And holy moly, the Wizards are up eighteen to two on the Celtics right now, and six minutes to go in the first. But um, wow, that's terrible. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, so you know, the Warriors, like you said, the Thunder game was great for them. Like even Zaza was getting involved, and they were doing like good things there. And then they turn around and go play the Lakers, who broke out the old Showtime Laker unis, and I guess, like, found, like, some magic in those. Like, there was, like, Michael Jordan's secret stuff from Space Jam was in those, like, Lake Show unis. Because the Lakers, yes. those young Lakers aged very fast that night, and they looked good, man. They looked so good. There was, I mean, you could tell there's still a talent gap, because, I mean, Golden State was just off. Uh, you know, they weren't making shots, but... You know, like, the Lakers are pretty deep, actually, I'm starting to realize, man. Like, I don't think people are really giving them enough credit. Do I think they're a playoff team? No, not yet. But I think that they're going to compete, man. Um, obviously, I think D'Angelo is just an outstanding player, and we've talked about that all year. Moscow has been a good fit for them. Uh, Lou Strangely. Wall, yeah, Lou Wall has not been that good of a fit for them. But I'll tell you who's really jumped out, besides Clarkson and D'Angelo Russell for me for this team, is Lewis Williams. He's a point. He's in the guard rotation. He's normally a point. He played a little shooter. He's got a nice little floater that he goes when he gets in the paint. And you saw that on effect in Golden State. I mean, against Golden State. And obviously, Julius Randle is just growing so much. We know we talked all this offseason how we liked his game. But his game is still evolving as he gets older and gets you know more experience in this league. And he had a huge night in that night against Golden State. And he's had a huge week as well. But... So, going back to, you know, Warriors had that tough game, and I think I've mentioned how frustrating Klay Thompson has been so far this year. That's been on record. But then Steph Curry has a game Monday night, was just, you know, 
Steph Curry-esque and then some, where he sets the record for more for 13 threes, a record he tied last year. He breaks his own record that was tied and just goes off against a really struggling uh, New Orleans team. But interesting to note in that game, even with Steph going off, New Orleans fought really well in that game, was really competitive in that game still too. But yeah, man, Golden State, um, I, I, think, I don't think it's necessarily a problem as far as like connecting on the court. I think it's still like getting their feet underneath them, honestly. And I think that that might take another couple weeks. But I expect come Christmas, when they go against Cleveland, they're going to be on and they're going to be ready to go. Yeah, I, I expect nothing less from them. Um, it's uh, you, and it's funny we you just kind of briefly mentioned the the record that he set for you know three pointers, which was a record we all knew he was going to you know set, you know and and break because that's you know that's so Steph Curry. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna own that record for a while because uh, thirteen threes in a game is a lot of threes. Like a lot of threes, and uh, it's he's he's an incredible shooter, and of course he would come out, you know, after a game where he has no threes, and then break the record. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I'm uh, like I said, I'm not really, I'm not super impressed by them yet. They're good. I agree. They, they, I think they'll be ready by Christmas to play a really good game. Um, but things. Things last season were just so much more impressive for them at this point. I mean, um, how many games did they win before they finally lost a game? Uh, 23, I think? 23. Did they beat the... They beat the Bulls record. No, they did. No, they didn't. I'm sorry. They did not. It was the the Lakers, I think, have the, the record for most consecutive games won. And, and um, was it they... That? Uh, That's right, because the Heat only stopped at 20. In the yeah, era. yeah, because yeah, because the Bulls ended up stopping them on that, on because they're street busters. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So um, I kind of want to talk about the Pelicans a little bit, Tim. God, we have to because it's rough, man. It's really rough down we there. We have to. Um, I really, really feel for Anthony Davis because if you, I mean, he is just unbelievable. He has to be a starter in the All Star game, like has to be. He has to. Be, he, he should get MVP has votes, even with how bad that team is. He should be getting MVP votes, honestly, with the year he's putting up. Because I don't understand the team is 0-8 with him. I couldn't imagine how bad 0-8 would be without him. <laughs> honestly, um, you, you never, you never know. You never know. I mean, um, you know, I mean. Look at the Hawks, man. I mean, I mean, they have a they have a, a very different team this year, and they're doing really well. They are. You know, every once in a while, when you make some kind of weird, you know, you know, subtraction by adding something, you know, or adding by you know subtracting something, it's every once in a while you'll you'll come up with something that works. And you know, I I don't know if the I mean, obviously the Pelicans are a much better team. With Anthony Davis, he is an inc- he's he's the best he's the best power forward in basketball. Agreed. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, totally he's the best, best power forward in basketball. He uh, he's he's stranded on Pelicans Island though, uh, which is super sad. Mm-hmm. I wish they weren't even a team. I mean, they're not even the Hornets anymore, and the Bobcats are now the Hornets. So I I like I I am all for disbanding them <laughs> and and moving them to Seattle. Like, like I am totally okay with that. Let's it, th- wouldn't that work? 
They're a West team. Yeah. Let's just do that. Get him out of New Orleans. I know it's a great city and everything, but after he's going to leave. Has to. He is going to leave. He has to leave. He's going to want to leave. He signed that, you know, that extension. Um, I believe it was last year, or the year before. Yeah. So they got him locked down for a little while, but by the time that's that's over with, I mean, this is the year they have to start making strides. And, and uh, they had that one season, I believe, two years ago, where they creeped into the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I believe they played the Warriors and they lost. They got swept, uh, but like they got, Davis made them in every yeah. game. Yes, yes. So, I, I mean, last year they didn't make the playoffs. This year, I'm, I'm not even gonna, I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's probably <laughs> not going to happen. Um, we talked about it, you know, kind of off the air about Rue Holiday. He's not playing right now. Uh, Tim Frazier's playing in his place, playing well, mm-hmm. uh, very efficiently. Um, but uh, I've liked Terrence Jones for them too. He's played well off the bench. I think he needs to start. Yes, yes. And uh, he can stretch the floor and everything. So he's a—he's uh, actually see he's a guy that the the Warriors could use. Yeah, you know. Oh my God! Yes. Like he's like a guy who would totally fit on that team. Um, but once again, stranded on Pelicans Island. Um, but we talked about this also kind of off the air a little bit. But uh, Buddy Heald—he's uh, a scorer, rookie. Yeah, I appreciate him to be rookie of the year. I don't think that's going to happen the way things are going right now just because he's not getting enough playing time and I was assuming he was going to start but uh, Alvin Gentry has decided to start Etwan Moore who's a very nice defender not a big scorer but a nice player, really good player on the bench Yeah, but really I, I think they should be starting Buddy. I mean he is a scorer, he's going to get buckets and they need buckets and he needs to go out there. I mean, they have nothing to lose right now. They've, they've right. how many have they? What are they? Oh, and what? Oh, and eight. Oh, and eight. So, so I think it's time for a change. I, I think you start him and you take each one off the bench uh, and roll with that and uh, and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, they're kind of a mess right now. And as of right now, uh, my prediction is Alvin Gentry will be the first coach fired this season. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. And I'm, I'm with you, man. I think that they got to get Buddy in the lineup, too. Strictly because, like, after Anthony Davis, and no disrespect to Tim Frazier or anyone else on that team, they have no scoring options. And Buddy's a scoring option. Buddy can shoot. You know, Buddy can shoot from anywhere on the off. I mean, uh, on that half of the court. He can really make, you know, get that little bit of pressure off Davis there and really make things happen. You know, while they don't have Rue Holiday... They need like things to step up and get better, and you can't get much worse than where they're at. They're zero and eight. Their defensive efficiency isn't that good. Uh, they're off. I mean, they're scoring points. Like it's not like they're losing these games by a lot. You know, even the both both Golden State games, they were in them till the end. It's just you know, it was it's uh it's the Anthony Davis or nothing show there that we've mentioned. So I'm really concerned for this. That I really do believe the Sixers. Yes, the Sixers. Maybe better than the, the the New Orleans Pelicans. I think I think they're a more fun team. Like I I don't I don't mind the Seventy Sixers at all. I think uh, like I like Brett Brown. I like what he's doing with those guys. He has nothing, and he's at least doing something. You know what I mean? Joel yeah. Embiid's obviously a lot of fun. Um, they're gonna be great when they hit Ben Simmons back. Darius. 
Darius Sarvich. I like him, and I like uh, I like Sergio Rodriguez a lot. Yeah, and uh, I'm you know I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Um, but you know I I don't know what they're gonna do with with Okafor and No and Noel. Right, and that's something they need to think about now immediately. They need to be working on something to move one of them. Because they could get a quality player, like a really decent quality player, that could help them win now. And they need to win now. Their fans deserve wins. Yep. They've been in dumps for years, and um, it's time for them to, to make a move towards actually competing, not just tanking. So and Yeah, I agree. It may, it may. I mean, this this is probably gonna pay. The, what they've done, the Sam Hinkie stuff, is probably gonna pay off eventually. But they need to move fast now with one of those big men. I don't know which one you trade. I, you know, Embiid looks like he's gonna be a really good player. However, we don't know how durable he's be, he's gonna be. I know he, you said he's resting tonight. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, it's interesting. Okafor can play, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's not super great, and Noel is a defensive stopper. Be great. I know that they, there was rumors about him going to the Celtics. I think he would be a great fit there. I was going to say that, or maybe if they could make a deal with the Lakers to get Louis Williams. Mm-hmm. Because the Sixers need guards. God, they need guards. Yeah, and, and he's played there before, and he did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was their leading scorer a few years ago, I believe. Yeah, um, so. back. Yeah, bring him back. Uh, you could swap him. Maybe get like a, a second round pick out of the deal as well. Um, you know, give him that way. You have a young center. You're not just relying on Mozgov as your you know, you know your main center for the next few years. But exactly, uh, man. Like I think I think I mean, Nerlens is built for L.A. Like he has the you know he has the eraser head. Like he has the personality. He's a fun guy. Like he is built for L.A. Like he would be. He would fit in so well there. I completely agree, and I think him and Randall would be really fun to watch together. Yeah, um, because Randall's not much of a defender anyway, so he can just kind of do his thing. He can still rebound the ball and uh, you know score. So, and they need someone who's going to do some some of the dirty work out there. And I don't think Mozgov is necessarily that guy. And uh, you know, I I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think that I really like Julius Randle, and uh, I'm going to get into the Lakers here in a second. We do like our, t- our who we're loving for the week, and uh, so they're definitely on my list, and I'll explain why here in a bit. But I like what they're doing, and you know, and I think that one Larry Nance Jr. is such a good player off the bench, and he, you know, I think oh. it, was, it was nice to see him get that spotlight this past week, especially in that Golden State game, that David West dunk. Was awesome. Yeah. Which we know of me being a Xavier supporter. It's very painful for me to talk about David West getting dunked on. But holy moly. He got his face palmed while he was dunked. Not by yeah. his own head. Yeah. Not by his own hand. And um, yeah, so that was, you know, that's a big thing for them. I think that, you know, the thing for the Lakers is I think they need to build on younger, you know, getting this young talent. That's not a disrespect to Luol and Mozgov. I like those signings for them. Um, I thought Luol would be a lot better than he has been for them so far. But, um,. I think, holy crap, the Celtics only scored eight points in the first quarter. Wow. Hey, stuff like that happens. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, that's just kind of like how I feel about it. So I'm with you there. 
So, Sean, with that being said, man, let's go ahead and move forward with a little bit here. Um, let's talk about who we're loving this week. And, you know, some big some, uh, some big performances this week. You know, we can go player. We can go team. This, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. I'll go first, man. Uh, I've met, already mentioned it. I am loving the young, talented, fun, exciting Los Angeles Lakers. I have never in my life rooted for the Lakers, even though I always loved Shaq and Kobe. So, I, I'm sorry. I lied. I did root for them in, in 2000 because I just can't see the Pacers win a championship. Um, and I was, <laughs> and I love Shaq, you know, Shaq was kind of like my LeBron before Shaq. So, um, I am loving this young Laker team. I think we know we've, we've met all the things I've mentioned already. I love D'Angelo, uh, Swaggy P is playing well for them when he gets a chance to play. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. Like we said, has been big for them. Julius Randall having a good year and, um, you know, Jordan Clarkson obviously too. And then you add guys like Louis Williams, um, I really like this young Laker team, man. I am really excited to see what happens for them. So you can add on that, or man, who are you loving right now? I'm loving the Hawks, man. I I didn't expect them to do anything, and uh, they ended up last night. They well, the entire world was not watching. <laughs> uh, they were able to uh, to pull off an upset in Cleveland, yeah, and. Uh, and they beat them one ten to one oh six, and they're five and two right now. They are. And I did not expect. I didn't expect that that kind of start from them, just because you know, I didn't know how Dwight was going to fit in, and and Dwight's not Dwight's not scoring anymore. He's not the. He's still going to get your boards. He's going to get you some blocks. Um, he's still a decent defender, but uh, like I actually like him in that role more than yeah. him actually. You know, I, I, I've never thought of him as, you know, this, uh, you know, later predecessor to Shaq. I know a lot of people compared him since he started in Orlando, and they had that one season where they made it to the NBA Finals, and he had an MVP quality season, but I don't think he's a, I don't think he's like a natural scorer. <laughs> like, no. I know the people that are probably, probably argue with that, argue that with me, but he, he's more of a defender. And um, having him, like, grab the boards and let Paul Millsap, you know, kind of do his thing, because he's turned out to be a scorer over the last few years. And uh, he's expanded his game. He can shoot the three ball, spread the floor. He's going to get you a few boards. Um, He's a decent defender. So uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting pairing, those two. But uh, Kit Bazemore has had a few nice games. Yeah, I mean. And he's been he had twenty five last night, and uh, you know they're, the Hawks are not missing Jeff Teague at all. No, uh, letting uh, Dennis Schroeder take over the the points uh, seems like they were they were right. He had twenty eight last night, six assists, and and yeah, they signed his, his extension. And I mean, they have kind of an interesting bench um, with Tabo. Cephalosha, and they've got uh, Chris Humphreys and Tim Hardaway. So they have kind of a strange bench, but they're they're figuring it out, and uh, they're kind of my team of the week. I think uh, they've played well. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I really have enjoyed watching them play. I think they've been a lot of fun. So I'm really excited to see them tonight against Chicago and see how that game goes. They're at 830, uh, see how to, how those teams match up. You know, the first of a, the first of a back-to-back for the Bulls, um, obviously, before Dwayne Wade's re-in the game in Miami, which we'll touch on a little bit later in the show as well. 
So I'm excited to see that matchup there. I'll tell you who else I'm loving, man. Um, another young team that's really putting some pieces together. A playoff team last year in the East. Uh, really looking like that's going to be the case again. <coughs> Excuse me. Is the Charlotte Hornets. Did you know, yeah. Sean, that this team is 3-0 and on the road. They're 5-1 and overall. They're winning a lot of big games. Kemba is fantastic. I love Kemba. And he continues to play well. Uh, there, Michael Kidd Gilchrist is his team's leading rebounder. We all know how much I've been waiting for Michael Kidd Gilchrist to blow up in the NBA, and he's had he had a really good opening night, and he's kind of slacked off a little bit since then. But really finding his role in that team. Um, if Alex was here, he'd tell you how much he loves Nicholas Batum, who is also playing well yes. for them. <laughs> um, so I am liking and really enjoying watching this young Charlotte Hornet team. Yeah, uh, they're another one that's that's kind of flipped under the rate under the radar right now like you said they're five and one uh, um they've won all their road games so uh there's someone to definitely look out for i think that they are better than most of the teams i mean they were decent last year but with michael kidd gilchrist coming back this year i think they have a more solid team and uh, it it's cool that he's their leading rebounder, man. I mean, yeah. he's a small for- he's a small forward, but he's such a unique talent in the in the sense that he rebounds more than he <laughs> actually shoots the ball. You know, I mean, because we we watched him at UK. I mean, he looked like a scorer, yeah. a scorer who couldn't shoot, but a guy who just, just drove the ball a lot and also picked up some boards, a few assists. But um, very very unique guy. Um, not a whole lot of people like him, but. Kimba's awesome. I think Kimba is the most... I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think he's the most underrated point guard in the NPA. No, I 100% agree with that. Totally. And I don't think he gets... Uh, last year, uh, you know, he had a great season, but I, I think Isaiah Thomas kind of ended up getting that, you know, that title as the, the most underrated point guard in, in basketball. But uh, Kimba was right with with him last year, and I think I think this year, I think he's he's going to build off that, and uh, he's another one, man. He can just light him up. I mean, he's just uh, he's so talented. He was so great in college, so I <laughs> I mean, uh, he's doing exactly what he needs to do, and it's it's uh, it's cool to watch, and it's it's kind of funny that they get rid of Al Jeff and then sign Roy Hibbard. Um, which, but, uh, last yeah, but, game I saw the Hornets, like, I think Roy was sitting, uh, Roy was, like, sitting on the bench in a suit, so I wonder what, I don't really know the details there, but I wonder what's going on with Roy. I don't know. I like Roy, though. I think, uh, I mean, he's not a bad fit there. I don't know if he's a starting caliber center anymore, but, uh, which is sad, because, you know, it, it just, we're just a few years removed from that max deal that he ended up getting that... He signed with uh, the Portland Trailblazers, and then the the Pacers matched it. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, Zeller, man, Zeller's been killing it. Um, mm-hmm. He's done well. They got Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank, uh-huh. uh, coming off the bench. Uh, I mean, they have a bunch of they have a really interesting lineup. Uh, Marco Bellinelli's playing for him. He, yeah, he, he shoot the ball. I so, miss. Uh, <laughs> I miss him playing in Chicago. Just because. Do you remember there's that game? I think he hit like he had like he hit a game winner, and uh, yeah, spicy meatballs. Yes, yes, Stacey yeah. King. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was uh, that was that was definitely probably his. Uh, that's probably his most known game. I mean that he was incredible. That 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 he was very incredible. <laughs> we'll 
we'll just go with that. And I was glad to see that he finally ended up. He won a um, he won a three point shootout, I believe, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I believe he won a title with the Spurs, right? I believe Pretty you're sure right. He did. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'll, okay. have to, I'll just pull up his Wikipedia page. I'll have our team look it up. I think, uh, yeah, but he's he's a great he's a great guy. I like him. Um, but yeah, they're uh, like you said, Charlotte's Charlotte's up there, man. So yeah, uh, I saw some news today. I saw Grievous uh, Vasquez, who's he's going to have to have surgery. The uh, Brooklyn Nets have uh, waived him. Yeah, and they're uh, they're signing uh, Yogi Ferrell. So. Uh, that's something to keep your eye on. I'm kind I of think Yogi Ferrell sticks in the league, man. I I, I really I, think he does. I completely agree, man. I he's he's done well in like D league kind of situations, and I think uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I I think he should be he should be playing. So, he, but he's like one of those guys who would be great to see like in like a Sixers jersey, mm-hmm. just because you know there'd be some opportunity for you know for him there to kind of shine a little bit, kind of like uh, how, like, Isaiah Cannon was last year. Yeah. You know, Sixers, you know, he was kind of, like, the scorer and everything, and people finally, I mean, nobody knew who he was before he started playing on the Sixers last year, so, and he's got a nice bench role right now with the Bulls, and uh, he's made the most of it. Um, yeah, that's but, something uh, I want to talk to you about a little later in the show, actually. I want to get your thoughts on. On that. Mm-hmm. Another one that... Uh, Another disappointing team, if we want to add on to the Pelicans, you know, thing, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm. Their players, some like they're 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 great players. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, they're putting up great numbers, and even Levine, they're putting up great numbers. Uh, Jang is is pulling down some boards, blocking some shots, but uh, this is like I, I don't know what it was, but I just thought that Tibbs was going to walk out there. Throw some tips dust on everybody and be like, "All right, we know how to play. We have the talent. Let's win." And it's not happening overnight. I mean, right now at this very moment, they're up thirty nine to twenty one on the Magic, but the Magic aren't very good. No, they're not. So, you know, um, but I'm, I'm extremely disappointed with their start because I, I, I really wanted them to sneak in. I, I yeah. still do, and they still can. I mean, it's so early in the year, but you know, I want them to sneak into the pool playoffs and yeah. they have the talent to do it and uh tibbs is such a planner and a just overall student of the game that he he's gonna find out what's wrong with this team and he's gonna fix it and now since he's also the president of the, of the team he can make a trade if he wants to yeah, he can get rid of some of these guys. Like if he wants to get rid of Shabazz Muhammad, which you know is very possible, he can, and he can flip him, and you know he could flip him for something decent. They have some really nice pieces on that team. He does, and you know, um, you know, I, I I agree with you actually bringing that up. That was the point I was, I was actually going to make. That point was, um, I feel like everything we talked about in the preseason, as far as like we thought, you know, we like what the Lakers are doing but we think it's going to take a little while. And the Timberwolves, we thought they were going to shoot to the moon. So far this season, it has been the polar opposite. The Lakers have been what we thought the T-Wolves would be, and the T-Wolves have been what we thought the Lakers would be. Yeah. Yeah, so I I 100% agree with you there. I think my team I'm not loving is the Indiana Pacers. I know they took care of business against the Bulls Saturday, but they're better than how they played. They're a lot better. I understand Paul George is kicking balls and hitting people in the face. 
I was there for yeah. that. But, <laughs> but like, you know, when you look at the uh, Jeff Teague, really didn't have had a, didn't have a good game till Saturday against Chicago. Really stepped up in that game. But you know, this Pacers team's talented, and I know Chris Axman from Almighty Ballin was on our show, and he said he did not believe in the Pacers, which we all disagreed with. But yeah, man, I'm, I am not loving the Pacers right now. No, um, I mean, and they have a lot of talent, and Chris made the point that uh, you have a bunch of guys who need the ball to be successful, Monte Ellis, uh, Jeff Teague, um, and it's true, and, and, and I, I think that's probably one of their major issues right now. I, I think if, if I was going to, I was a betting man, um, I'd like to think that Monte Ellis might be moved by the trade deadline. What yeah. do you think? It's possible. He just seems like someone. He just seems like someone. I, I just feel like they could get somebody. I mean, and Monte Ellis can score, but I don't know if this is the right system for him. Um, I don't know who you get in return for a player like that. At this point, I mean, he's not the player he was six years ago, where he was just dominating basketball, then signed a contract and. Then got hurt on a moped. <laughs> but uh, I, who do you think would be a good fit there at the two? Oh, man, at the two for them. Like, That's a tough one, man, because there's so, like, you know, can they go and get, like, a... Man, that's a really tough one. You put me on the spot there. I was not expecting I, that. I know. I'm just, I, you know, it's. I, I think it's It's an interesting question, though. Can they get I mean, Kyle Korver? Yeah, they could. I think I that makes sense, but I, I just I don't see the Hawks giving Corver up just because I think uh you know, he's he's usually instant offense from the three point line and he's turned into a not a shabby defender. Like I I'd say he's underrated. Tom Tiffany really worked with him for a couple of years and I he's he's really improved defensively, I think. Dougie? So and Can they get uh, Dougie? Dougie. Now Dougie would be a perfect fit for that team. Because they just need somebody, but they've already got CJ Miles doing the same kind of things Dougie's True. doing. So, True. and I don't, I don't see the Bulls making a trade with somebody in the same conference as them, um, such a such a division rival. Um, the perfect player, I think, for them, they're not going to get him for for uh, Monte Ellis. I, I think Nick Batum would be perfect for them. Yeah, or Wesley Matthews would be perfect. Oh yeah, one of those guys. Um, He's going to be able to just score, but not, you know, do a little bit more. You know, defend. Uh, Monte's not, not going to do that. But Monte Ellis and Jeff Teague, um, I just, it's not a long-term solution. No, I agree. And then so, yeah, uh, they would definitely be on my not-loving list for those reasons mentioned there. So, anyone pretend pronounce that you're not loving besides New Orleans and um, yeah, the T-Wolves? Washington. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're yeah. one in five right now. Yeah, but there's no uh, reason they should be one in five. No. They have John Wall and Bradley Beal. Like, that alone should have them two or three games. Yeah, and you know what? If if they don't do this is a this is kind of a I think this is a make or break year for them. Um I agree. I mean they also ended up they, they made that trade last year where they, they got Markeith Morris and, and uh He's kind of underperformed since he was he you know he 
he played really well for Phoenix when he wanted to get traded, and then he got traded, and he's not doing the same things. Uh, Marcin Gortat's another year older. Um, they got Nene left. Um, and Otto Porter's, he's a very nice piece, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you do with this team. I don't know if you keep Bradley Beal. I don't know if you... Well, they decide they hear a deal for him. I know, but I... Do you, is that deal going to look that great in two years? I don't know. I mean, he's kind of a, like a Joe Johnson-esque talent, you know, where, like, you know, he was he's on a team with a bunch of other good players, and he's really good, but he'd probably be better someplace else. Yeah. I, um, and I honestly, like, I know he had really good years in OKC. I don't really trust Scott Brooks. Like, there was no reason for Scott Brooks to not win with the group he had in OKC, and he didn't, besides the fact he had to play the Miami Heat. And that was it. That was the only thing yeah. that set in his way. And he, like... Well, I mean, the sad thing is that they, they signed him pretty much as a ploy to try to get Kevin, Dar- Kevin Durant. Yes. So... I mean that was I mean that's like the most transparent thing that's been done the last year, <laughs> and uh, he's kind of stuck with this kind of kind of weird mishmash of of dudes. I mean they got Trey Burke playing for him and Marcus Thornton. I mean I just I I don't like it. They don't really have like a true uh, uh, they 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 need to get rid of Gortat for one. I think Gortat's done with. They need somebody else. See, I, Noel. He'd be perfect on that team, mm. you know. He could. Th- I, I think he. I think he'd be great on there. He could play center, defend a little bit, let Markeith Morris take some shots, and uh, you know, it kind of lets them play a little bit more. But and he's quicker than Gortat. I mean, Gortat's getting up there, man. I mean, he, he was Dwight's backup on that that Orlando team that made it to the NBA Finals. So, I mean, he's just. You know he's getting older, so I, someone's someone's going to leave if they don't if they don't make the playoffs. Brooks is probably going to get fired, and uh, they're going to have to trade somebody. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there, man. I'm really concerned about their future moving forward as, as well. So let's go ahead and uh, that's a uh, touch on who we are and aren't loving there. Soft one before we move on. I just touch on this real quick. I'm loving Todd Gibson right now, really stepping up really big for the Bulls. Oh yeah, yeah he's. So he's been a great. He, he's he's a uh, you know put your hard hat on kind of guy who's going to go in and just do some dirty work, and he is like the last remnant of the Tibbs era mm-hmm. that's on that team. And especially he's I think I believe he's the last player that was on that Eastern Conference Finals team um, from a few years back, which is incredible to me. But he's uh, I think everybody assumed he was going to be moved. Like almost immediately, either in, maybe in the summer or maybe like right now, and he's outplaying Miritich and Portis is just strangely not getting minutes. So, you know, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So actually, that's why you know I mentioned that thing I want to talk about Isaiah Cannon here. Um, we know this team's without Michael Carter Williams right now, and that you know with his bone bruise injury. But there's a trend that's starting. I know, you know, we're only in a, I mean, technically the Bulls are just now playing their eighth game as they're, like, in tied with my Atlanta right now in the first quarter. But there's a trend that's going on here, Sean. I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to point these numbers out to you, see what you think. So when Rajon Rondo is on the court for the Bulls, they're offensively averaging about 108 points, and defensively they're averaging giving up 112, you know, per, per, per 60. Um, yeah. 
When Rayshon Rondo is off the court, they're scoring 108, so a little lower than the 110 they're scoring with him on there. And they're giving up 94. That's a big gap. If you yeah. if you are Fred Hoiberg moving forward, are you looking at the potential of Isaiah Cannon or dare I say Jerry and Grant being a point guard for the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, I mean, I I think well, I don't know. I mean, Michael Carter Williams is going to be out for a little while. Mm-hmm. I I've kind of already forgotten about him actually being a bull because he only played one or two games. Um but yeah, you you have to look at them, and uh, they're both really interesting prospects. I think um, Cannon Cannon's one of those guys who's going to come off the bench, who's going to score a little bit, and um, Grant uh, Grant's really decent as well. So I mean, they're both going to get time, but I don't I don't know, man. But I feel like. You could probably trade both of those guys and get somebody else, you know, who's going to be able to do both the things they need them to do, defense and offense. But I don't know. I don't know who you trade them for. And you got Michael Carter-Williams on the team. There's a lot of point guards in Chicago right now. There are. But, yeah, I saw that uh, – who was it? I was listening to uh, to the Bulls cast that uh, CSN does, that Kendall Gill does. And they, he brought that stat up, and I just like, there's I, – I don't believe that. There's no way. And, like, as I looked at it, I was like, yeah. holy moly, that's – that's really a thing. Like that's that's a big drastic change. So yeah, I thought that that, that jumped out to me. I kind of wanted to touch on that before we get into our games of the week. So thought that was a really interesting tad, tidbit there. Let's go to that, man. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look through, but there's a lot of fun games as always. I, I'm gonna say now, man, with post World Series and with how bad the NFL is, I think college ba- college football and the NBA are the best things in sports right now. And it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of really good games to start the NBA season. So I'm really enjoying this year so far. But the game I'm looking forward to this most, the most this week is Saturday night. OKC's at home. They're 6-1, and one, obviously the one loss being to uh, Golden State and the Kevin Durant Warriors are hosting the L.A. Clippers, who are also 6-1. and one. That's a huge game I can't wait for. Uh, Chris Paul versus Russell Westbrook is obviously always a fun one there. I like I like this Clipper team, you know, the, built, the talent they put on the court, and uh, I think that they're really going to be able to make some things happen. So I'm really excited for this game because I'm not 100% sure I really believe in OKC, even though they're 6-1, and one, and I really like Steven Adams and uh, Victor Oladipo to go along with Russell Westbrook, and I do like uh, Sabonis there. I just I don't know if I'm ready to think that they can beat a team like the Clippers in a big game like this. I completely agree. Um, it's uh, that's going to be a good one <laughs> for one. Anytime uh, L.A. and and uh, the Thunder play, I mean it, it's always usually pretty decent. Um, but uh, I'm going to give the edge to to OKC. I think they're uh, they're hungry right now, man. They are hungry, but. It's kind of the last stand for the Clippers this year. This is kind of... Yeah, know, this is the end of the window, that's for sure. This this is the end of the window. There will be 100% a trade happening if they do not make the NBA Finals this year. Yeah, and... Um, so if they, if they make the NBA Finals, I think they try to stretch it out one more season. But, but if not, Blake or DeAndre, they're gone. It's over. Well... DeAndre's got a look. I mean, DeAndre signed a max deal there. And then yeah. um, Blake, you know, Blake, I think it's two years. So you can really like, you can move him and get something where a team can really appreciate having him for a year. You can, you can move either of them, man. I mean, they're, they're, they're players people want. 
I mean, DeAndre Jordan's gonna he's craps he's so good at rebounding. He's so good at rebounding the ball and blocking and he's uh he's one of those guys that you didn't really know was going to be as good as he ended up being. So um yeah. So but uh him versus Adams that'll be interesting. I, I love what Adams is doing right now. He's really building off of last year's playoffs. Um, Enos Cantor's also playing well. I mean, everybody on that team's decent. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So that'll, that'll be a fun one. What day is that on? Saturday night. NBA TV. Yeah, man. I believe so. It's on, it's on Friday night. It's on oh, Friday. Okay, my apologies. I got so, my yeah, days run together. Friday night. Yeah. 8 p.m. NBA TV. Watch that game. That's going to be a good one. Um, kind of look at some other games and see if there's anything else that's really sticking out to me this next uh, I think this the next Hornets week. play the uh, Cavs. I think that's one. Yeah, they do. That'll be a good one. Um, I think it's in Cleveland, so we know the Hornets are going to be ready. Yeah, kind of a kind of a weird lineup this weekend. Um, the uh, Celtics are playing the Pacers. Um, those games are always kind of important as Eastern Conference games. Um, but yeah, on Sunday night, actually it's Sunday, it's a matinee game. Um, Sunday at 3.30 p.m., Charlotte is visiting um, Cleveland. So that's going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be good. And uh, another one, like just for sheer fun, uh, is that evening on Sunday night uh, at 7 o'clock, the Lakers are visiting the Timberwolves. Nice. Uh, and uh, those are just – that's always just fun to watch. So um like to see if maybe they bust out uh, – the Lakers might bust out Zubat a little bit and see if he uh, – um, you know, he can get some playing time because he's, he's an interesting prospect as well. But uh, that'll be a fun one. So those are the games I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and then with tonight we'll have um, – we have OKC in Toronto. That's going to be a fun one too. So, yeah, there's a lot of good games coming up there. So, last thing we could touch on this week is, you know, as we're going through this show and kind of touching on some stuff. Uh, last week, it kind of t- we got to the point of discussing um, Derek Rose going back to Chicago, obviously the OKC uh, Golden State game. So, we have one more in the, uh, I guess, NBA reunion or like or uh, a former, former, former team tour. Yeah. That's, that's tomorrow night. Dwayne Wade goes back to Miami uh, as the Bulls take on the Heat. It's a back-to-back. Uh, Wade, for some reason, I'm shocked that uh, Hoiberg's playing him normal minutes tonight instead of having him kind of because we know Wade's going to be up for tomorrow. Like him, you know, we know he's still a little bitter towards Pat Riley. Like that was a that was a rough divorce between the two. So yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole discussion like we have with Derek. Of, do we think he's going to get booed or cheered? Because Miami is definitely going to cheer Dwayne Wade because he is the greatest Heat ever, not talent wise. That's still LeBron, but I mean everything who Dwayne Wade did for that city and for that for that franchise is obviously going to stand up forever. I still think he'll end up finishing his career there, um, but I love. I'm, I'm really excited to see that game because uh, this Heat team has not played well yet. Justice Winslow, trust me, I know I have him on my fantasy team, has been very brutal so far, and Hassan Whiteside's played really well, and obviously they have Doran Grajic, who is also a very good player. But other than that, this is a Heat team that's really not exciting to watch yet and I think this could be a yeah. huge thing it's a TNT game so you know we're going to have Kenny, Shaq and Charles talking about it which makes it even more awesome but I'm very interested to see Dwayne Wade and how he handles stuff uh, going into this game because last week if you remember on that uh, on that back to back he played great Friday against New York and played Saturday against Indiana so 
I'm curious to see how that's going to go for uh, 34-year-old D-Wade going back to Miami. Oh, he's going to put on a show, man. Um, he, uh, he's he's going to want to come out and, and beat them. And uh, the Heat are a very beatable team right now, so uh, I'm hoping they'll, they'll hand it to him. I don't really know what Miami's doing right now. Uh, like you said, like Justice Winslow hasn't been playing that well. Hassan Whiteside, he's going to get his points. He's going to get his rebounds. Really wish he would have signed with L.A., but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they could have done, like, a full rebuild there, but they threw a ton of money at him now, and uh, him and uh, Tyler Johnson, so who's doing so-so, you know? So I, I don't... <sighs> I don't know what I don't know what's going on in Miami, man. They're uh, they're kind of they're kind of interesting. I don't think uh, Goran Dragic is even part of their long term plans anymore. I can see him getting moved in the next year, can't you? Yes, I, I honestly, because you know, I think I could see Miami might be a team that picks in the top fourteen in the draft coming up, man. Oh, completely, completely, and I hope they do because they need a new uh, they need a new prospect who's going to come on that team. Like Justice Winslow is a very nice piece. Um, but he's going to – I'm not – you know, I'm not saying he needs to do something right away this year. But next year, definitely, he's going to need to step it up. I mean, he's he's a great player. So, I mean, we, we, we watched him in college last year. He can play and he can score. Uh, he He's a pretty decent defender. I mean, I I don't know. But they, they got to get somebody else who's going to get on that team and, and score some points. But they don't – you know, when you have Gordon Drogic, you know, he doesn't have anyone to pass the ball to. It's like who's who's the scoring guy on that team? Is it Whiteside? <laughs> yes. You know, is it Tyler Johnson? I I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on out there, but it's sad. Like because I I hated the Heat for so long, but like I I always want them to be good. Like I like they're one of those teams. They're one of the Florida teams. I always want them to be good. Yeah, dude. It's like the Lakers. I'm like, oh, you frustrate me, but you're good, so you make it fun to watch. So yeah, I had exactly. I, I connect with that for sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited, man. It's going to be another fun week of NBA basketball. Yeah, yeah. And uh also, before we before we get off, congratulations to Alex Derrickson. Yeah. Our, our other co-host, uh he uh he got married on uh, on Saturday this last week in Gatlinburg, and it was beautiful. And uh congratulations to him and uh his wife Grace. They they have They've done the deed, so it is done, and uh, he's going to be back with us next uh, next Wednesday. I'm, I'm looking forward to having him back on the show. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since Alex has been on, so yeah, definitely congrats to him and Grace and their beautiful wedding. I unfortunately could not attend, but I was really glad to see everything went well. Um, I've tried my best yeah. not to text him. I've tried, tried to have him enjoy his honeymoon, so I uh, yeah, I, but I can't wait to have him back next week. Uh, it's going to be nice to have it, hear his voice again on the show. So, and we are working on some good guests, folks. I promise you. Uh, we are working on making that happen, so hopefully we're going to give you some people you can really enjoy coming on the show very soon. Yes, definitely. So, so with that being said, everyone, thank you for continuing to support the Corner 3. Uh, you can check us out all over the web now. We are all over the place, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, our own website, thecorner3.net, and then some. So everyone, <laughs> <laughs> have a good night, everyone. Take it easy. See you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.